Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log podcast. I'm your host, the People's Sportscast, Alex Anderson. And today is going to be a historic day for me in this podcast because it's going to be an all New York episode. Starting first and foremost, wishing a happy birthday to the judge, Aaron Judge, so we can all rise for the judge. Happy 31st birthday to Aaron Judge. And the birthday boy celebrated by having a great day at the plate as the Yankees crushed the Minnesota Twins 12-6 final score and avoid the sweep. Aaron Judge's career stats on his birthday in five games. Batting average .412, 7 of 17 at bats, 5 extra base hits, and 7 RBIs. Love to see it. In this game today, he was 3 of 4 with 3 RBIs, a run, and a walk. And again, the 12-6 final score victory. Glaber Torres, it was also a Glaber day. He hit a two-run shot. And Anthony Volpe today, two for three, three RBIs, three runs, two walks for his fourth multi-hit game of the season. So that is spectacular. However, I cannot sugarcoat the reality of the situation. And the reality of the situation is that the Yankees are a team in crisis because they avoid the sweep from the Minnesota Twins who take two out of three, but the Twins get their first season series win against the Yankees since 2001. Yes, you've heard that correct, sports fans nationwide. It is 2023, so the Yankees have thoroughly and utterly dominated the Minnesota Twins for over 20 years. But suddenly, they're beating our ass, and that's unacceptable. The Yankees on their road stand before they went on this road trip, they were averaging three runs a game, which clearly isn't cutting it. But you know what's being, you know what's cutting? Social media, because on Twitter, everybody pretty much hates Aaron Hicks. They cannot stand the moves that Aaron Boone is making. And it's honestly terrible. It's honestly terrible. Um, This is what I'm going to state my opinion here in the sports opinion log. And it is in my opinion that the late, great George Steinbrenner, his mission was to have a championship team each and every season built. The goal was to get to and win the World Series every season. But again, the late, great George Steinbrenner, he has passed on and his sons who have inherited the team, uh, they're more into cost cutting. They're not trying to go over the luxury tax. And, you know, that's fine. But when I see teams like the San Diego Padres, the L.A. Dodgers, how come they're able to sign so much talent at such a, for such a long time? amount of time 
and have money for everybody else. <laughs> Even the Phillies, right? Over $300 million for Bryce Harper and $300 million for Trey Turner. And how about the fact that Bryce Harper himself had said he would be willing to cut his hair and shave his face to be a Yankee. But yet we know on record that Brian Cashman never reached out to Bryce Harper, to Trey Turner, to Manny Machado. And even more damning is on social media, I've seen people breaking down the finances that show that the Yankees could have had at least two of those players. <laughs> it, 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 it makes no sense. Like, it's so annoying. And we all know that uh, Brian Cashman will not be getting fired so we could stop calling for his head. You know, like, let's stop doing that. He has been with the Yankees for too long. They're never going to cut him loose. And he will continue to do what he does and sign players that aren't all-stars. That was what George Steinbrenner, the late George Steinbrenner, wanted. He wanted all-stars at every position, which clearly is kind of hard to do in this day and age. But however, as I look through the San Diego Padres payroll, Xander Bogarts, $25 million. Hugh Darvish, $24 million. Juan Soto, $23 million. Joe Musgrove, $20 million. Machado, $13. Blake Snell, $16. Hayter, $14. And of course, these are in the millions. Like, look at that. Like, but, you know, at the same time, uh, the Padres, they're kind of up and down. I'll have to look into their record. A little bit more but and let me let's check out the Dodgers while I'm here <laughs> please one second here why well, wait for the information to pull up come on now I love the way these apps don't respond when I need them to when I'm sitting here home alone all the information I need is pulling up okay here we go not there nice but anyway, MLB contracts, the Yankees, the Yankees have their own station. The Yankees have their own TV station. It makes no sense. Okay, so here we go with the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman, 27, of course, in millions. Mookie Betts, 20. Clayton Kershaw, 15. Chris Taylor, 15. Julio Urias, 14.2. Noah Syndergaard, 13. J.D. Martinez, 10. Look at that. Hell, Trace Thompson, the brother of Clay Thompson, only 1.4 million. The Yankees let Matt Carpenter go. Why? <laughs> Why would you let Matt Carpenter go? Makes no sense. At all. It's just so disappointing. So... For the Yankees, let's see, looking at the payroll tracker. Okay, so here we go. Looking at the payroll tracker, it's... Okay, so this is even worse, actually. The payroll tracker will show me 
that it is actually the Mets on top with a payroll of $211 million. The Yankees are in second. Uh, well, let's see. Injured reserve. Whew. The Yan- <laughs> Yikes, this is devastating. Okay, I don't know why. Okay, so let's see. It is a payroll tracker, but I don't know why they have the Yankees at second at $161 million because the Padres come in at $207 million. It's crazy. But the Yankees have over $100 million of salary on injured reserves. I don't know. Are the Yankees just curse? Is it the medical staff? It's terrible. So then looking at the Yankees uh, numbers in terms of their salary, Aaron Judge, 40 million, Garrett Cole, 36 million, Rizzo 17, LeMahieu 15, Aaron Hicks 10, again, who everybody hates, Glaber Torres arbitration, 9.9. And that's it. Like, it's really a makeshift lineup, honestly. I'm glad they were able to put some runs on the board. Next up for the Yankees is the Texas Rangers as they continue on this road trip. You know, at the end of the day, I'm hoping for the best. It's early in the season. Um, the Yankees and Twins are both at 14 and 11 after this game. But the way the Tampa Bay Rays are winning, it's very annoying. And very disheartening. So actually, the Yankees have a four-game set against the Texas Rangers. Okay, so this should be the perfect way to end the month of April. Four-game set against the Texas Rangers. And when I again, when I check the standings, the Yankees are in fourth, 14 and 11. Tampa Bay Rays, 20 and 5. Orioles, 16 and 8. Blue Jays, 16 and 9. <laughs> the Yankees are a game and a half over the Red Sox. That's not good. And and the Rangers out there in the West, they're at 14 and 10, so they're actually leading their division. So uh, again, happy birthday to Aaron Judge. What can the Yankees do? What can the Yankees do? It's obviously they're not trying to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to give us an all-star lineup that we need. And I'm not trying to disrespect the players that are, that are there. You know, it's good to see we got some young blood like Anthony Volpe there, Rizzo, LeMahieu, they were re-signed, Glaber Torres, you know, decent, uh, Frenchy Cordero, done some things. Oswaldo Cabrera, again, called up. Okay, Kyle Higoshioka, He's good. You know, he's the catcher. So, you know, again, IKF, Aaron Hicks, uh, Josh Donaldson. Those guys need to be (laughs) let go for uh, something else and something better. I'll never understand why the Yankees got rid of Joey Gallo, who had crushed like a 400-plus home run uh, against the Yankees in one of, I think it was the second game pretty devastating 
freaking and the numbers combined are just terrible Hicks Cordero IKF hitting a combined batting average of 0.152 on base percentage 0.215 OPS 0.461 yeah that's that's not winning baseball and that's definitely not Yankee baseball usually they would have some all-star veterans again like Carpenter why would they let that guy go it makes no sense sad but true so there it is for the Yankees and I will be back with the other part of this all New York episode stay tuned And better than ever for the second part of this all New York episode. For the second time in 23 years, the Knicks are moving on in the NBA playoffs after they dispatched, or I should say cleared out, the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game 5, final score 106-95. And all I can say is, wow, where did it all go wrong for the Cleveland Cavaliers who I thought were going to beat the Knicks in six games. Instead, you have Jalen Brunson dropping 23 points, R.J. Barrett 21, and they honestly just controlled the Cavaliers from start to finish. I should have known something was wrong (laughs) when they took the opener in their house. And then they came to New York City and just put them away. And they now will wait to see who comes out of the Miami-Milwaukee series. Of course, a lot of Knicks fans are hoping for the Miami Heat to eliminate the Milwaukee Bucks so they could have the old rivalry that they used to have back in the uh, early, late 90s between the Miami Heat and the New York Knicks. Julius Randle did re-injure his left ankle and didn't play the second half. Not that it really mattered, though. And I am just so disappointed. Of course, the Sports Opinion Log here live and direct from New York City. As a New Yorker, I'm happy for the New Yorkers who are Nick fans, as obnoxious as they seem out there on uh, social media whenever they're showing videos of them post-game around 34th Street, which I'm sure must be turned up village, honestly. Which is pretty cool. I'm sure the bars and the businesses are pulling in that New York Nick money because I, from what I was told and from what I had read, like the average playoff ticket price is around two to $300. And that does not come with food or beverage. I had made... Uh, a TikTok. You could follow me, Sports Opinion Log on TikTok. I had made a collage. I had, sorry, I made a TikTok that had a collage of pick the four best point guards. Um, I remember I had selected Drew Holiday. Um, Darius Garland was on it as well, and two other people. But I remember the majority of people 
were saying to me that I don't know anything about the NBA because Darius Garland is the one. And he did have 21 points, 7 of 13 from the field, 1 of 6 from 3. Evan Mobley thought this dude was a scorer, only 6 points. <laughs> he shot no threes, 2 of 6 from the field. Jared Allen, 4 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists. Didn't Jared Allen once get an all-star spot? Or was he a reserve? Donovan Mitchell, no spider today. <laughs> he definitely wasn't Spider-Man, who is, of course, is a New Yorker. 28 points, 3 of 12 from 3. That's terrible. Hell, the Cavs shot 13 of 33 from 3. 39.4%. But the Knicks were amazingly worse. 9 of 29 for 31%. But the Knicks had that defense. And honestly, what was this was game five. Get that game four where they held the Cavs to under 80 points. That was the series, honestly. That that was the series. When I saw that happen, I'm like, uh-oh. I think the Cavaliers are gonna be on their way out the door. Because especially when you think about how early in the season, Donovan Mitchell dropped 71 points in a game. Not to say that that could have happened in the playoffs. Anything can happen in the playoffs. But yes, that was game... Hold on here. Game 3. 99-79. So not only did the Cavs get, hold to be, get held to less than 80 points, they got blown out. Yeah, that's that's crazy. But you know, that's the good that's the good old-fashioned New York Knicks playoff basketball. Imagine me saying that playoff basketball. There was even a Derrick Rose sighting in that game. And what made this loss so devastating to the Cavs was that it was the f they became the first uh hold on for a minute. <laughs> The Knicks became the first team to allow fewer than 80 points <clears throat> during the regular and postseason. So once you got something like that strapped to your neck, there was nothing the Cavaliers could do. They just pretty much <clears throat> laid down and took the beating. And speaking of taking a beating, you have to wonder about the basketball acumenship or even knowledge of Mark Cuban who should give up his seat on Shark Tank because he didn't want to pay Jalen Brunson what he wanted like 50 million dollars he didn't want to give him the money he left for New York and then he pulls the trigger to bring Kyrie Irving to the Mavericks who at the time were in fourth and they eventually fell out of the NBA playing and then there's talks that the Mavericks want to re-sign Kyrie Irving, even though he clearly is looking for over $100 million. It's not going to work. You know, obviously Kyrie put up good numbers, but, you know, they started 2-0 without Luka, who was out with an injury. And when he came back, they wound up being 2-5. and Then it wound up being worse. Uh, Jason Kidd definitely deserves some of the blame. I remember crying to an extent wishing that Jason Kidd had stayed with the Lakers 
when they got rid of Frank Vogel instead of Darvin Ham. But you really have to wonder about Jason Kidd's ability at being a coach, especially pertaining to the Mavericks. It just didn't work. And with Luka, it's not working. But back to the Knicks and back to New York. It's good for the city. It's good for business. And it's good for the fans, honestly. Like, you know, reading the business part about the Knicks that are top in a Forbes list of NBA teams, the Knicks are number one. People say, how is that possible? They don't have a championship contending team. It's about the corporate sponsors. It's about the tourists that want to pay for the NBA experience. It's the uh, legacy of the late commissioner, David Stern, who grew the NBA into a global game. So you will have people from China and from Europe who will pay these prices for the experience of seeing a Nick game. Okay, because that's how New York City works, you know. Everybody's struggling to barely get by. I doubt a lot of people really have two to three to four hundred dollars to sit in the nosebleed section to take in a Nick playoff game. And well, I know I'll be damned if I stand outside Madison Square Garden. No thanks. <laughs> be pinned up like a pig because NYPD has all these gates and railings. No thanks. Sports bar at best. And there are definitely plenty of sports bars around Madison Square Garden. Or I could just sit here from the comfort of home like I'm doing now and being the great content creator that I am. You can follow me also on YouTube, Sports Opinion Log. So, yeah, business is booming. The Knicks have advanced past the second round. I guess good things come to those that wait, right? So, I will say this much, though, about the Knicks. Winning a playoff series for the first time since 2013. That entering this postseason, the Knicks had only won one playoff series since 2001. The fewest of any of the teams currently in the playoffs. So, you know what? At this point, the Knicks can only go up from here. So, stay tuned because there is one more in conclusion part to this all New York City podcast episode. Okay, so welcome to the third part of my all New York City episode. And you know what it's about. Or if you don't, I'll just tell you anyway. Aaron Rodgers is officially a New York Jet. Which is good for one reason, in my opinion. One, it saves the NFL draft, which Aaron Rodgers has had a history of upstaging. Like a couple years ago when he announced the day of the NFL draft, a few hours before the draft, that he wanted to leave the Green Bay Packers sending all the media firestorm about him. In my opinion, Aaron Rodgers is old, selfish, washed up, snarky, and arrogant. He has continually 
hijacked the Green Bay Packers and it has not paid dividends whatsoever. This past season, they did not make the playoffs and the season before that, they lost to the San Francisco 49ers in Lambeau in the snow flurries. Tom Brady left the AFC East to come to the NFC. He switched divisions. He signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he had a more profound effect, in my opinion, than Aaron Rodgers did, at least in that time span, obviously. Aaron Rodgers is a four-time MVP. He does have one Super Bowl to his name. But last year, Aaron Rodgers didn't even throw for over 300 yards in the games that he's played that he played pertaining to last season. The New York Jets got fleeced according to social media. The nationwide sports leader gave the Jets a grade of letter C. They get Aaron Rodgers and a 2023 first and fifth round pick, but the Packers get a 2023 first round pick, second round pick, sixth round pick, 2024 conditional second round pick that becomes a first rounder if Aaron Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps in 2023. Sports Opinion Log is here live and direct from New York City. I represent the Steel City, being the Pittsburgh Steelers. As a New Yorker, I like the Giants. Shout out to my sister Harpy's Fury. We caught our first NFL game this past season, which was great. And it was a tie. <laughs> oh, it was a tie. I got to find out the opponent again, uh, the memories. But back to Aaron Rodgers. Or not really back to Aaron Rodgers. His number is eight. Joe Namath gave him his blessings and said that he could wear number 12. Thankfully, Aaron Rodgers isn't that arrogant, you know, to uh, walk over Broadway Joe, thankfully. He pinned a long-ass goodbye on Instagram. One of the interesting lines I will read, though, is that he says, To the fans, in all caps, thank you. Back to regular font. You made every run out of the tunnel special, every home game magical, and it was my honor to be your QB. I find that to be a falsity on the part of Aaron Rodgers because I recall that when the Niners sent them home in the playoffs, when the fans had their hands hanging over the railing, Aaron Rodgers tucked his hands into his, you know, those waist things that the quarterbacks wear kept his head down and walked into the tunnel and again let's not forget this past season where they didn't even make the playoffs getting bounced by the Detroit Lions there is nothing dominating anymore about Aaron Rodgers that is the truth that is the sad reality that sport fans don't want to recognize but I am here to tell you that you're getting I don't want to say damaged goods but you're getting another team's leftovers and this is also why I hate the Jets. <clears throat> History is repeating itself. 
August 7, 2008, after 16 seasons, the Packers trade QB Brett Favre to the Jets. And here we are, April 24, 2023, after 18 seasons, the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Do we not see what's going on here? The negative history? It is 2023, so you're telling me between 2008 and today's press conference, the New York Jets were unable to develop and build their own franchise quarterback? They couldn't draft properly. They couldn't build properly. And so you're getting another team's pass due its expiration date after 18 seasons, the leftovers that's known as Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Pathetic. And what's even more pathetic is the Jet fans that are screaming, we're going to the Super Bowl. What? No, 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 no. That's only reserved for legends like Tom Brady, who is a master of his craft. Despite the way I feel about Brady's career in New England, which was cheating with Belichick, Spygate, Deflategate. But Brady showed that he could win when he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and gave them an identity and a culture of winning that produced a Super Bowl. And not just any Super Bowl. They became the first team in NFL history to win the Super Bowl in their house. So Tom Tom Terrific, seven-time Super Bowl winner, well, I'm not going to say goes out on top because he did kind of, you know, go out to, uh, I believe, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys in the playoffs. But you, you get the gist of everything here. It's not one and the same. You cannot compare Aaron Rodgers to Tom Brady. And speaking of Tom Brady, the New England Patriots have beaten the New York Jets 14 consecutive times. <laughs> Do you know how abysmal that is? Do you know how bad that is? That means that the Patriots own the Jets. And even more damning, when Tom Brady left New England, the Jets swore up and down, the AFC East is ours. But it's not. It's not. The AFC East belongs to... (sighs) Potentially the Miami Dolphins. So you're telling me that Aaron Rodgers... In the AFC with the likes of Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. This is a new generation. And instead we have an old man still hanging around collecting millions of dollars. (laughs) Collecting millions of dollars and a fan base that is just so desperate that they're convincing themselves. But that's what sheeple do. They think sheepish things. Super Bowl. Oh, please. Here's another damning stat. In closing, the New York Jets have not made the playoffs in 12 straight seasons, the longest drought in in NFL history. Do with that as you will. 
Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, sports fans nationwide, Lex Anderson signing out. Thank you.